Rising costs have greatly affected businesses, especially restaurants. But one diner in California sought to give back to their community during this time of need. And if you're hungry, stop by the diner for a free meal. No questions asked. The owner of the Homewood Cafe saw people in his community struggling with hunger. So he introduced a peculiar promotion in his diner. Are you hungry? You can get a free meal. Two eggs with a side of fries and toast. At first, he thought this would be a recipe for disaster, leaving his diner overworked with little to no financial returns. But now, around 200 free meals are shared every month, and his restaurant has even grown by 15%. Do you see someone in need? Jesus tells us to serve them. We don't do this expecting something in return, but because God has been generous to us. Jesus promises that our Heavenly Father will reward those who serve. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And all last week and this week, we've been thinking about the signs and sermons of Jesus. And that's what we're calling our series as well. Today, we're going to think about a moment in the life of Jesus when the kingdom of God came to an area influenced by Greco-Roman culture. The Jews thought there was no way a Gentile could be made clean. But in Luke chapter 14, Jesus provided a parable that proclaimed the opposite. He had come to rescue both Jew and Gentile from their sins. It's a powerful moment. And we're going to think about it, and we'll hear an excerpt coming out of the new season of The Chosen TV Show. But before we get to that great story, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has reached out to us over the last several days and asked for your copy of The Chosen TV series, seasons one through three, on DVD. Some of it uses holy imagination based on the context of the Bible and the culture of the day. What was Peter the fisherman like in his day-to-day life? Who was his wife? How did they get along? These are the stories that Dallas Jenkins wanted to tell so that all of us could better understand the great story of Jesus. He told me the idea for this series came from a short film he made a few years back. He did it for his church in Chicago, looking at the life of the shepherds who met Jesus when he was born. I did a short film from my church's Christmas Eve service. And that was all it was intended to be. It was a short film about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And it's something that I had been wanting to do for a little while, but had been busy making feature films and whatnot. And uh, I had done other short films and vignettes for my church in the past. And the idea was always stories from the Gospels, but from a different perspective. So same story, but through the eyes of maybe someone different that we don't normally focus on when we do movies or miniseries about Jesus. And so this one was the, the, the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And we see what their day might have been like earlier and, and what their lives were like, the historical context, the cultural context, little artistic imagination about maybe the inner workings of this group of shepherds, all leading towards their encounter with the birth of Christ. And while I was making it, I realized you know, there's, there's been movies and miniseries about the life of Christ, but there's never actually been a multi-season show 
where you can really dig into the stories and into the details even more than you can when you're doing a movie and you're just going quickly from miracle to miracle and Bible verse to Bible verse. And so many people, when they saw the short, were so moved by seeing the birth of Christ through, through the eyes of, of those who actually met him. Mm-hmm. And when you see a movie, oftentimes Jesus is the main character and you're not really able to connect with the people around him. And so I just thought that was a really interesting possibility. And that short film, very long story short, ended up being the catalyst for and the fundraiser of what turned out to be The Chosen. That's Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen. After the program, I want to send you all three seasons of The Chosen. I invite you to visit haventoday.org, where you can watch excerpts from the series, as well as listen to our Great Stories podcast, where you can hear my full interview with the creator of The Chosen. And then you can make your minimum gift for the bundle of seasons one through three on DVD. We have it in our warehouse. We can get it out to you right away. You just need to go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Or you can call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And if you just want to get the new Season 3 on DVD, we have that for your gift as well. And now let's open with a group that approaches their music in a slightly different way, Sidewalk Prophets. Outside looking in, this is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the door for. Welcome again to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. 
here on Wednesday, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're going through a series called Signs and Sermons of Jesus. For much of our time in this series together, we've looked at the life of Jesus within the Jewish community that he grew up in. But in those moments, he's given hints. He laid little crumb trails for his hearers that lead to an amazing truth. The kingdom of God is for all who have faith. Jews in the first century were accustomed to believe that the kingdom of God was good news for them. It meant freedom from their oppressors. It meant restoring the nation of Israel to its former glory. But they weren't thinking about other nations during this time. Several programs back, we spoke about Jesus cleansing the temple. What did the Jewish leaders do that sparked his outrage? They converted a place of worship, meant to bring in the Gentiles, into a center of commerce. In reality, the coming of the kingdom was not just good news for believing Jews, but good news for people from every tribe, nation, and tongue. In episode 7 of The Chosen, Jesus' disciples find themselves at the Decapolis. Now, the Decapolis was that region found to the east of the Sea of Galilee, made up of ten cities, and they had been greatly influenced by the Roman Greco culture of that day. In fact, that region was populated mostly by Gentiles, not by Jews. So what happened when the message of the kingdom of God came to their cities? Well, I want us to listen to an excerpt from Season 3, Episode 7 of The Chosen, which tells us how the region may have responded. Sometimes people respond better to stories than to teaching. Oh, a parable. Oh, good. Which one? The banquet. Ah, I love a banquet. You might as well just tell them what happened. Yes, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Thank you, Philip. So, Judas... It comes directly from Jesus, so it is perfect. Don't misunderstand. Okay. But what? But I think, perhaps, Jesus shares it when he wants a challenge. Were you challenged? Oh, yes. Challenged? Yes, the challenge is fair, yeah. So, so it goes like this. One time, there was a rich man who was throwing a big party. It's this big banquet. He wants everybody to come to it. So he sent his servant out to all those invited, saying, Everything is ready. It's time. Come. Only the guests that he's inviting are making excuses. The first says, I've just bought a field. I must go out and look it over. Please excuse me. And another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I must examine them. Therefore, I cannot come. And another said, I've just married a wife, and therefore, I cannot come. There's perfectly legitimate reasons. Even our own people had Someone in the crowd said that exact same thing. So... The servant reported these things to the master, and the master of the house became very angry. And he said to the servant, Go to the streets of the city and bring back the poor and crippled and blind and lame. So he did, and they came. Only there was still room left over in the banquet. So he said, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in so that my house may be filled. You said this to a mixed crowd? We we did not know the extent... To which the crowd was mixed. So go out and find some leftovers did not exactly play well. Well, it should have. God wants everyone to come to the party. The master said, I want my house filled. Everyone is invited. Okay. Okay, so tell me, tell me if I have this right. The Jews understood you to mean that Jesus was calling for Gentiles. And the Gentiles thought you were calling them second class. 
And then the conservatives who live by Jeremiah would have heard you saying that the original guests who didn't want to go to the banquet would miss the party. And those, better versed in Isaiah, behold, I am doing a new thing, were probably emboldened, except that Gentiles were there. Yeah, that's about right. How did you know that? I am a businessman. It's my job to know people, and I've met all kinds. It was demoralizing. Maybe you're over-identifying your role in it. Would people be brawling in the streets of the Decapolis, Judas, if we hadn't gone there and preached? Brawling? That was an excerpt from the television program The Chosen, which is going through the life of Jesus and his disciples in a multi-season format. What did you make of the disciples' summary? It sounds like the message Jesus told them to spread was received to mixed effect. The Jews who were listening were deeply offended that the kingdom of God could possibly be for Gentiles, and the Gentiles were offended that it appeared as though they weren't less than the Jews. What was going on in that scene? Well, this is a presentation of the parable of the great banquet. You find it in Luke 14. Well, let's go there now. Let's spend some time thinking about that teaching of Jesus. It's worth mentioning that Christ's parable of the great banquet was given during a feast in the home of a Pharisee. He said some things that were countercultural for that day. When you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. And then get this, Jesus told them you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now, you and I can be tempted to apply this passage only spiritually. We might say what Jesus is talking about is the need to invite sinners who need a Savior into our homes. And certainly that is true. We should be opening up our homes and dinner tables to those who need Jesus. But Jesus was not just giving us four different words for sinners in Luke 14. He told us to invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Might I use the word outcasts? And he was serious about that. We are to invite those who are outcasts to our meals. Why? Because that's what God himself does by bringing sinners and those whom the world has rejected to his heavenly feast. Just as God invites the outcast out of love for them, so are we to do the same as a way of expressing God's love. And we do this without any expectation of someone returning the favor. That's a powerful word from our Lord, don't you think? Jesus began his parable by introducing a man who was preparing a great banquet and who invited many people. Now, if you've ever planned a large dinner party, you may have sent out RSVP cards just to see how many people to count on. And the day before or the day of the event, you might have sent a text message just to confirm they're planning on coming. The man in the parable did the same thing. He invited the people ahead of time, and when it was time for the banquet, he sent his servant a second time to confirm their attendance. And then the excuses came rolling in. Some were busy looking at a piece of land they acquired, others taking care of their animals, Others deciding to go on a honeymoon instead of making it to the banquet. Though the people had originally checked the yes box on their RSVP. Well, might I say they flaked out at the last minute? The man who prepared the great banquet was upset, rightfully so. 
Have you received an invitation recently? Think about the last wedding invitation you received. It was a nice-looking invitation, maybe a, a lovely flower design. Maybe your name was on it, maybe even handwritten. The bride and groom-to-be took the time to consider you as they planned their wedding. Now, I'm sure you would never do this, of course, but imagine that you simply just didn't show up. Your seat was reserved, your meal was prepared according to your liking, but you didn't make it. You didn't even send a wedding gift. You repaid the bride and groom's kindness with disrespect. I don't think you'd blame them for being offended. Well, something similar happened in this parable. The kindness of the owner of the house was repaid with disrespect. But the banquet must still go on. The owner telling his servants to go out into the streets and invite new guests. And who were they to invite? The poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. The owner of the house brought in the outcasts to enjoy his wonderful feast. And that servant came to him and told him there's still room for more. So the servant was sent out into the country to bring and find more guests. And then the parable closed with ominous words from the owner of the house. They're found in verse 24. I tell you, not one of those who were originally invited will get a taste of my banquet. Now, what do we do with that? How did the original crowd interpret that? Well, the many people who were invited were the people of Israel. They read the Hebrew scriptures. They knew their Hebrew Bible well. They were aware that the Messiah would be coming, bringing God's kingdom with him. They filled out the RSVP, and they couldn't wait to see him arrive, bringing a banquet for all God's people. A banquet of the Old Testament was a picture of salvation. But when the Messiah, Jesus Christ, finally arrived, what did the people of Israel do? They rejected him. Some made excuses. Some made accusations. But Israel, for the most part, wanted nothing to do with him. So what happened? Jesus went to the outcasts. Those who no one would want to look at as they crossed the street, much less help were brought near to Christ and were invited to the heavenly banquet. And this, of course, reminds me of Jesus' first sermon in Nazareth in Luke 4. The Messiah came to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the captives, and restore sight to the blind. The parable of the great banquet was good news for them, but it's also good news for another group of outcasts in the eyes of the Jews, the Gentiles. Even the Gentiles would be invited to this great feast and would be recipients of God's great salvation. Well, that parable shows you and me that the kingdom of God is not reserved for just one particular group, but for all men and women, all boys and girls, all tribes, all languages, all nations. This truly is a great banquet to come, and you are invited to it today. And the way to join this banquet is by faith. So may I ask you, as you behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, do you believe in the Lord Jesus today? Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away, slain for us. And we remember 
Nathan Kristen Getty from their Awaken the Dawn album, Behold the Lamb, on a haven today and a program called Signs and Sermons of Jesus. Well, the Lord indeed calls sinners like me, like you, to follow him, to worship him, to be used by him for his glory. No matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, Jesus has chosen people from every single spot on planet Earth to be his people. And that's something that comes across so clearly when you watch the Chosen TV series. And as you watch all three seasons of this series, you'll better understand the human struggles of people like Matthew, Peter, Mary Magdalene, even Nicodemus. They were people just like you and me, caught up in their day-to-day lives. But they were transformed when they met Jesus. And when you watch this unique and well-produced TV series, I believe you will be encouraged that Christ Jesus can use you for his glory, even now, even today. So for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, I want to send you on DVD all three seasons of The Chosen. You can go to our website. We've put up some excerpts from this series. Take a look at the video that I recorded with Dallas in Texas a couple of years ago. But then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you just want to get the new season, season three on DVD, we have that for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If we're honest with ourselves, it's sometimes hard to pray. Our days are long. We get tired. Some days are filled with sorrow and we don't know what to say. The evil one can use these moments to kick us while we're down, to tempt us away from God. But we're not alone. We're protected, prayed for. In the middle of Romans 8, Paul talks about our sufferings and weakness. The Christians in Rome were discouraged, just as we are sometimes. Paul encouraged them in the gospel with these words. Verse 26, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray, for the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Can't pray today? The Spirit is praying for you. Get daily encouragement of Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.